Hello, this is Mike Levin, and this is Swampcast. This is part three of Dissecting the Frog, and the series is looking at the article entitled Python Development with Eclipse and Ant, Python Development Using the Eclipse IDE and the Apache Ant Build Tool by Ron Smith from RPS Technologies, which appeared in IBM Developer Works online 15 July 2004. Let's catch up. In part one we talked about installing Eclipse and in part two we talked about installing the PyDev plugin in Eclipse. So let's review a little bit and I'm going to read you a paragraph from Ron's article that talks about uh, Eclipse, the IDE, and how it works. This is something I have to remind myself of in order to, to really get the most of Eclipse. Basically, it says, within Eclipse, source code is organized into projects. Projects may be loaded, unloaded, and imported. The Eclipse user interface is structured into views and editors. Examples of views and editors include the source code outline view, Java source editor, Python source editor, and file system navigator, navigator view. One of the key metaphors within the Eclipse user interface is the perspective. Perspectives are an organization of views that would typically be used together when carrying out some type of activity. The perspectives that are used with Eclipse are debug, Java browsing, Java, Java type hierarchy, plugin development, CVS repository exploring, resource, and the install update perspective. A separate Python perspective does not currently exist. When doing Python development, I typically use the resource perspective and the debug perspective. So again, let's back up a little bit. And now that we've got Eclipse installed and we've got the PyDev plugin installed, we are at the paragraph entitled Working with Source Code in the article. And as Ron uh, coaxes us along here, he says that he does most of his Python work within the resource pers perspective and he says switch to the resource perspective and in the navigator view at the top left double click on the file feed parser test slash source slash feed parser test slash feed parser test dot py so as we do that The Python editor opens the file. It parses the Python syntax for syntax coloring and syntax checking, which is a great feature of PyDev. And it says, if any features are found in the source, they are displayed in the tasks view at the bottom right. 
Double-clicking on an error in the Tasks view will take you into the offending line of code. The Outline view at the bottom left displays a browsable structure of the file currently being edited. So that's your object browser. Imports, classes, and functions are displayed and may be navigated to by clicking on the item in the outline view. Again, PyDev reparses the Python file as it's being edited and updates the outline view, performing syntax checking and syntax coloring. So now we move to the next paragraph entitled Editor Features and Ron describes a function and import hyperlink feature that the Python source editor has. Now this hung me up for at least 10 or 15 minutes before I got back to it here on the podcast mainly because it's been about two months since I've uh, I've worked on this uh, this exercise, but the idea is that PyDev will allow you to hold down your control key while hovering over an import or a function call that's on the Python path, and when you do that, PyDev will display a hyperlink and allow you to navigate to the source of the import or function. So of course I tried this and it didn't work initially. I had my resource perspective open. I had feedparsertest.py in the editor and I moved my cursor to the very first line which says import unit test, held down the control key and hovered over the uh, unit test word and nothing happened. So what I did was I went back to my Windows XP control panel and opened up the system properties, went to the advanced tab, went to environment variables, and scrolled down in the system variables to my Python path and edited that and at the end of the Python path added added the path to the project that we're working on which in my case is C colon backslash eclipse backslash workspace your default workspace backslash feed parser test. I clicked OK and then I clicked OK again to save my environment variables and shut down Eclipse and restarted it so that it would pick up the new environment variables. Moved my cursor over the import unit test and held down my control key and sure enough unit test turned into a hyperlink. As you move below that to the from statement which reads from pprint import pprint 
If you click on that pprint, PyDev takes you to the source code for pprint.py. Opens up a new tab, and there you have it, pprint.py. So, especially for a Python beginner like me, this is useful because you're doing an import. You're importing a function from a library. In this case, it's called pprint. And you can take a look at what you're working with. So, again, in this case, it's very useful because we're just starting out. Uh, we can see that pprint.py is written by Fred Drake, who has a good sense of humor. And he describes it as a simple little module that he wrote to make life easier. He didn't see anything quite like it in the library. And he admits that he may have overlooked something. Now that's, uh, <laughs> that's something that we run into. Uh, I know we all run into that. Uh, because libraries have grown so large and sometimes not uniformly or well enough documented that hey you know sometimes you don't know what you've got in your toolbox so in this case Fred wasn't sure that he had this functionality but he decided to crank out a quick script to accomplish um, pretty printing of lists and uh, from this file you can see a very well documented uh, list of functions that it provides you and all the indentation that's characteristic of Python and so forth. But the bottom line is PyDev gives you an object browser and gives you a facility to jump to source code within the code that you're editing. PyDev also gives you block comment and uncomment and shift code right and left. Uh, these, are, these are handy features and you can utilize these features by highlighting code and then right clicking on the on the code and selecting the comment, uncomment, or shift code right and left from the pop-up window. Now the next section of the uh, article describes running your Python script. And this is an aspect of Eclipse that has given me and others problems regularly because what I found is you, you write a program, in, in my case typically a Java program, and you don't just press a button to run the program, you bring up a, uh, a launch dialog which basically allows you to specify all the attributes of your execution environment. And again, since it's been a few months or a couple of months since I've looked at this, when I read Ron's section entitled Running a, a Python Script, briefly, my first instinct 
after after reading the line to execute the Python code, select the feedparser.py file within the navigator view, right-click, and select Python run. The first thing I did was scroll down in the navigator to feedparser.py, right-click on it, and I scroll down in that pop-up menu to run and selected run. Well that's not what run means for us to do. You have to read a little bit further and select Python run and then you get the run dialog. So Ron says the Python launch configuration window will give you the ability to specify the current working directory from which the script will be executed, arguments to pass to the script, and what Python interpreter should be used to run the script. Feedparser.py takes an RSS, I'm sorry, an RSS URL as an argument. So fill one in the arguments field, such as HTTP colon slash slash www-106.ibm.com slash developer works slash news slash dw underscore dwtp dot rss in my case I added the swampcast rss file the rest of the default options are fine so click run and I will do that here and that works like a champ and that's exactly why I picked this article to dissect because it's so well written and um, that that makes me feel good so basically I specified HTTP colon slash slash www.gatorjug.org slash rss.xml as the file for the feed parser.py Python program to run and since we're connected to the internet here, it read in that XML file and parsed right through it. And you can see in the console, in the bottom of the Eclipse IDE, the uh, text from the RSS file, line by line. So Ron concludes that section by saying, if any errors occurred, a stack trace is displayed in the console window and the lines within the stack trace are hyperlinks to the Python source code. So again, that's very useful when you're trying to figure out why your program won't run. So speaking to getting speaking of uh, getting to the root of problems, the next section focuses on the Python debugger. Uh, and, and Ron describes how to use it basically he says to, s to set a breakpoint click to the left of the line of code you'd like to set a break on within the Python editor and that's it now my editor was focused on feed parser test so when I tried to go to line 1830 I realized <laughs> there wasn't a line 1830 
And I sat there confused for a few minutes, and I went back and forth, and then I realized I didn't have focus on the right file. So I opened up feedparser.py and got to the code that I should be looking at. As I did that, I saw my outline fill up with all the variables and methods and so forth of feedparser.py. And I clicked Control-L to go to line 1830 in the Eclipse uh, editor. And uh, once I was there, I right-clicked and selected Add Breakpoint. And you see a little green mushroom. Not sure what that is, but a little green icon uh, in the uh, in the margin to the left of uh, line 1830. So to execute the debugger, you select the Python module within the navigator view, right-click and select Python again, debug and a launch configuration similar to before will be displayed. You click debug to enter the debug perspective and to launch the debugger. Now I did that and I'm running my trusty HP ZT1175 1.3 gig laptop here and it still took a few seconds to launch that debugger. In fact a little dialog popped up Oh a few seconds later and said another perspective is generally uh, entered into when you when you switch to the to this type of perspective would you like to do that and I answered yes so it came up well so here we are in the uh, the debug perspective for feedparser.py and just like magic it's uh, suspended at line 1830 of feedparser.py from pprint import pprint. So that's what we're looking at. So Ron explains that the debug view in the top left shows the processes and threads that are currently executing. The variables view in the top right displays variables that are currently in scope. The Python editor shows at which line of code the debugger is currently stopped, and any output is displ displayed in the console view. The debugger can be controlled via the buttons at the top of the debug view or via the run menu. And uh, in in programming, this has always been a lot of fun for me. I love uh, playing around with the debugger. Um, Basically, you go into the debug view, and there are buttons that allow you to either step into, step over, or step return. So if you click step over, we'll move from line 1830 to 1831. You'll see all the variables in the uh, variables view to the upper right. And as we step again, to the next line which reads print URL and then print and then stepping again to uh, assign 
parse URL to the variable result, we step into print result, and you can see there that it has parsed the URL http colon slash slash www.gatorjug.org slash rss.xml and that's displayed in the console window. Bingo! Again, works like a champ, just the way it should, and uh, that is uh, a very, very useful feature, as we all know, of an IDE, uh, a nice debugger. The next thing Ron talks about is other Eclipse features, and um, the whole beauty of the Eclipse IDE is the fact that it's a pluggable, extendable environment. Ron says Eclipse and its plugins have many other features with, which are applicable to Python development, including XML editors, UML editors, although most are Java code-centric, and source control plugins. Currently, almost 500 plugins are listed on the Eclipse plugin site, and he begins uh, to describe one plugin uh, called the CVS plugin, and basically, <laughs> that's a plugin that's given me an enormous amount of headache um, over time. But we all know how important source code control is, and um, I guess all I can say is, uh, in order to use Eclipse, you have to be very methodical, and not all of it is intuitive. Uh, not all the features are obvious. So the only way I can survive with a tool like this is to keep good notes, and again, because it's open source, uh, you don't always have the greatest documentation, or at least I haven't, but I have to keep good notes close at hand and not be afraid to raise my hand or uh, reach over and grab someone and say, hey, how the heck does this work? Uh, especially with CVS, because for some reason that's given me headaches again and again. So, having said that, and I hope everyone feels better <laughs> Hearing that, you can commiserate with me, but uh, the uh, the the Eclipse CVS plugin supports SSH, secure you know secure sockets, P server and EXT connection methods. It supports basic CVS commands such as checking out projects, committing changes, updating, adding files and patterns to .cv CVS ignore. It supports the file merge view. It supports compare differences in source control, which is very useful. And it supports project synchronization with a repository showing outgoing and incoming changes. And believe it or not, ClearCase support, Subversion, and Visual Source Safe support is provided with other plugins for Eclipse. So, Ron leaves it at that. I believe he leaves it at that wisely because what we're concentrating here on is Python development within Eclipse, but it's nice to know that CVS is supported, and that's a whole nother tutorial. 
Now Ron talks about another really cool feature of PyDev, uh, which is using the Python interactive shell within Eclipse. And uh, again, this works like a champ. We're still in the debug perspective. Uh, Ron describes uh, the Python int interpreter supports interactive execution of Python code. This can be very handy for trying out pieces of code without putting them into a Python script and executing the script. And the Python interpreter interactive mode can be very easily integrated into Eclipse. So what he means is, uh, rather than adding lines of code to the Python script in your editor, you can use the Python interactive shell. Basically, you can code Python from the command prompt within Eclipse. And it's not a big deal. It's easy to do. He says to add support for inter interactive execution of Python, add an external tool launcher via run, menu item run, external tools, and select external tools. Again, this will bring up the external tools launcher configuration window. So we do that. And we create a new configuration by selecting program in the configurations list and we click new and we name the configuration as as Ron suggests Python interactive set the location to point to your Python interpreter which in my case is Python 2.3 I haven't upgraded to 2.4 on my laptop yet and you pass dash I as the single argument so once I do that immediately in my resource I'm sorry in my debug perspective I saw I see a Python interactive uh, prompt come up in my console on the bottom of the uh, screen so just to test the uh, interactive um, prompt out I typed in print hello and I thought I'd be cute by single quoting it well that immediately threw an error and pointed to the single quote uh, I typed in print hello without quotes and that again threw an error uh, so then I remembered that you needed to double quote your strings and I typed in print double quote hello and double quote and sure enough it prints out hello and that wasn't too much effort was it now I can tell from CDEX the analog recorder that I'm using for this podcast that we've recorded 1600 seconds and uh, in the interest of uh, file download times I think what we'll do is uh, call part three a wrap here. We have uh, a couple of sections left of this article to go through. The next section in part four is exploring the Python ant library, which I think uh, we'll all enjoy here. And after that, we'll take a look at unit test within Python which is uh, which is which is very useful and then we'll run through the resources 
Um, so let's uh, let's call it quits here and take a break. Uh, we've gone through installing uh, Eclipse, installing the Python um, PyDev plugin. We've downloaded the source code for the RSS parser. We've tested out the debugger and we've taken a look at uh, um, the interactive features of uh, PyDev within Eclipse. Um, we've covered a lot of ground, so let's take a break here and regroup, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of water or whatever makes you happy, and stretch, and uh, we'll uh, pick up again with part four of dissecting the frog, PyDev, and Eclipse shortly.